And good morning, Hoosier fans, and welcome to another disappointing edition of Hoosier Morning After. This is Hoosier Morning After Michigan State. These are getting tough to get up and do, guys. It's not fun to, <laughs> to wake up early, especially on the weekend when you can sleep in if you want. Who am I kidding? I'm usually awake anyways this early. To do games, do shows like this, um, it's getting frustrating Let's see. Um, last night, your Indiana Hoosiers go on to get defeated by Michigan State 61-76 to in a game that uh, IU started the second half well. Uh, we kind of look at things. It's ten, that's how we tend to kind of look at things as the season goes on. We analyze what's, what's wrong after this game. How can we fix it? How can we improve? How can we get better at this aspect of the game? Then something else normally kind of wears its ugly head. And then you discuss, how do we fix this? Well, as of recent, the, the things that have been annoying us has been the slow starts on both halves. So starts the beginning of the game and then slow starts to begin uh, the second half, especially. Uh, and we could check that one off the list in this game, at least trying to at least look at the bright points in this. Um, IU goes after being seven down in the first half, IU goes on 11 to three run to start, start the second half, uh, and lead by as much as I think two or so, and kind of keep it close here and there in the second half till eventually kind of folding and just looking stagnant and, uh, not doing some great things there towards the end of the game and the emotion and, Everything just seemed to become too much for this team. It was a very chippy game. Very, very, very chippy game. And um, allow me to rant a little bit on the refing. It's just, it. refs try to control games. They want to get control of the games. They call fouls to get control of the game. And they did not have control of this game at all. I don't know if they, they tried too late to get control of it. Um as it as it stands and always is in the Big Ten, it's if you are over six five and way over a certain weight, they're going to let you bang and 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 knock each other a little bit more, and you're going to have less less fouls called in that area. Uh, but if you're guards, you're going to get those chippy ones that come through, and it just it always felt like the refs were trying to figure out how they wanted to call this game. And it just became a mess all over the place. And it's becoming a recurring theme for the Big Ten. And it's something that needs to be approached, something that needs to be talked about because uh, I saw one tweet by someone, it's been 20 years since a Big Ten team has won a national tournament, national title. And is that due to talent? Sure, it can be that. Um NCAA tournament can also just be luck about how matchups happen and everything. Um, we've been on the side of bad luck in the, in the, in the past. And some of it's just, it comes up with that common thread. You hear people talking about it a lot that just the officiating is just giving a bad brand and setting teams up to once they get in the tournament um, fail because 
it's not being called the same way in other conferences. So that needs to that needs to change. That that needs to be fixed. I don't I don't pretend to be an expert on that at all. Um, Josh, who's part of the uh, assembly call community and friends and everything, uh, if, if you follow him on Twitter, he recently became a ref. Maybe I'll talk to him, see if I can get him on on one of these, and uh, we can talk in depth. He just he just started refing uh, high school games, and I, I know again, I know it's tough. I know it's a hard hard profession to do. And we are armchair referees out there with the best view in the house. And we get replay on every single play. Now they seem like it seems starts to seem like they get to, they go and do replay every single game as well. Um, every single play, I think they go to the replay so, so often nowadays, but, um, Things are going to be missed, and I get that. I, I under again, I understand calls are going to be missed. They're going to be called bad. They're going to be missed. They're going to be off. Um, but when they're consistently bad and off, is, is when it gets aggravating. Um, so, yeah, I think that's that's. I don't want to get too much into that, too in depth into that, because again, I'm I'm not a ref. I can't say. I'm speaking as a fan. I'm speaking from patterns that I see in that. Um, one bright spot to look another one uh, at this game. Maybe I need to <laughs> pick a few bright spots to try to do a, uh, a bright spot uh, sandwich on this show rather than using up all my bright spots at the beginning of the show. Um, starting lineup change. We had a starting lineup change. That was good to see. It was good to see that um, Woody was able to recognize um, an error in that and make an adjustment and everything. I know we wouldn't have had that with Miller. Miller was pretty ingrained in his starting lineup and wasn't wasn't going to change that. So hopefully that bodes well for us for the future with Woody, learning those things and not ingraining that. Um, it was nice having Trey in there. I think that worked well. I think that helped a lot of the situation with um, our slow starts in both halves. Having him in there is just kind of a more balanced kind of makeup of a of a team to have everyone kind of gels a little bit better when you have two guys in X and Trey that can cut downhill and cut hard and, and have their defense on, on both sides to kind of, kind of start things and set that tone. Uh, but you still have a shooter in there and Miller cop and then our, our two big fellows down below. So I do like the makeup of that. Um, where I slightly question it is that now that Trey is getting, uh, extended minutes is that is that going to be detrimental to uh, that injection of, of energy that we get from him when he was coming off the bench um, sample size is too low right now to say obviously and I don't know that we have enough games to be able to tell uh, by the end of this season whether him being in the starting lineup and helping us with those starts uh, to the detriment of him injecting energy and having that full full stop energy when he is out there, or if it's better in limited minutes uh, with that injection of energy. Now, um, shoot, here I go again, looking down at my notes and choosing another bright spot, but it, it just fits too well talking with him. I think someone that's kind of stepped into that position and who had a great game in that sense, was Tamar Bates. Uh, he finished with 13 points, had uh, 28 uh, in 28 minutes, 
So he kind of stepped into those minutes that uh, in that role that Trey was giving. And that's that's a great spot, I believe, as well, for Tamar to get in there and, and do. And, and I liked a lot of the things offensively that he gave to the team. Um, I also like a lot of uh, things that we saw on defense from him. Uh, defense has kind of been his downfall or where he has lacked considerably. Um, he, he just kind of looked lost earlier. Um, you could see it's, it's that like uh, that nervous energy bounce you kind of saw from him. If, if you remember some of the earlier games where he's up on his toes and he's moving around and he's excited and he wants to be in the right position. But um, the, the college mind, college basketball mind hasn't quite caught up yet to the energetic body. It's that it's that if, if anyone has a young kid, it's that young kid that's just typed up on sugar and ready to go. And what do I need to do? Where do I go? What do I do? And and just kind of misses things because because you're just you're just too too juiced in that sense. Um, but it was a lot better last night. Um, and I say it's a lot better in the sense that I don't I don't know if there's anything positive to say about it. But in my recollection, there wasn't anything really negative for me to say about it. Um, that stuck out to me on this team. Um, moving on, buckle your seatbelts. Here we go to the negative. Um, and I hate, I hate calling out someone like in, in this sense and calling out someone's effort. But I question Trace Jackson Davis's effort right now. Um, I don't like doing that, uh, but sometimes it just seems off with him. On the offensive side, he seems he'll get down there. He'll work hard on the first kind of set or the first few moments to get into good position. Uh, but then when he doesn't get the ball in that position because maybe he got in a position too early, the ball isn't, isn't quite down there yet, um, he seems to get frustrated. And then from then on out, that possession is almost wasted on him. I don't see him getting uh, posting up like he should again or – um, he seems to go through the motions. I, I don't. I don't think he's doing bad, but it, it's there's a frustration that kicks in. And beginning of the season, we, we we would see this fire in him, and this fight, and calling out teammates, and getting going. And I know he's played a lot of minutes this year, and maybe maybe that's what's slowing him down. Maybe that's what's uh, going on with him. But it's just, uh, I don't see that same flame that he has. And it's so much more evident and clear when you see, when it's next to someone that's, that, that has so much fire and race. And then on, on the defensive side, we're getting it again with, and, and Michigan State's one of the worst teams to do it against because Michigan State's such a good team at the ball screen. They run a lot of ball screen actions. And when you're guarding the ball screen, you have to commit to how you're going to guard it 100%. You can't go halfway. Um, and Trace, a lot of times, was going halfway. Whether he chose to hedge it, and he just kind of would kind of come out and just wave his arm or something like that, and then, and then would be slow recovering to his guy, but didn't stop the driver coming around the hedge or coming around the screen um, with a hard hedge, which he should have done committed to that. Um, 
So it ends up in kind of just the the guard that was that was screened struggling to get back to his guy and race coming back home to or race and trace coming back home to his guy um with with the guard on the other on the opposing team just driving right behind trace jackson davis into the basket so he needs to step up he likes being called out he liked coach calling him out and everything and um there's been games where he should have done well and this was another game that he should have been able to do well. There wasn't a big, crazy, um, big guy underneath like Kofi Coburn that uh, seems to be his kryptonite. Trace Jackson Davis is kryptonite. Um, so it was weird to see him not just take over and not just look to dominate the situation. Um keeping along with our negatives it's just it's frustrating that this team just has to make shots we need to make shots because in the numbers it just it just like northwestern it's just horrendous 33% from the field 23% from 3 and and the worst of all in a game where there was 40 plus fouls called uh 20 plus on each team um 59% from the free throw, making 16 of 27. It's just really bad. I mean, we need to average in the 70s. We should average in the 70s. And a spot that's just strange to see is that it wasn't all big guys that were missing the threes. I mean, Trace Jackson Davis was seven for nine. That's right around his average and, and good for him. Um, race two for four. So he didn't, he didn't get a lot of looks. Uh, Trey needs to make his one for three, but the, but the shocking one was Parker Stewart one for six. I, I, you're a good shooter. Why are you missing those? It's, it's just shocking. I mean, Tamar Bates was perfect from the free throw line. Tamar needs to take all of them evidently. Um, and I, again, that goes along with with the great game that he had. It's just shocking, uh, all that lack of free throw making, and 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 also additionally shocking as well is that Xavier Johnson didn't shoot a single free throw in this game, and um, he seemed to become more the facilitator and less tried tried less to attack on the in this game. I wanted to see that attack the basket. That he, that he normally is able to do. And I think that goes along with the kind of the offense on this team seems to be off kilter and just lost at times. Um, the standing around when Trace Jackson Davis has the ball. Coach was even asked about that in the postgame show, and he said something to the degree of uh, uh, that that's the game plan. <laughs> that he doesn't think screening and moving around is going to do much that he wants there to be guys standing out ready to receive the ball and shoot the ball and, and, and get ready for him. And sure. In the NBA, you can do that when it's a more traditional big and, and you've got guys that are guaranteed going to knock it down when you kick it out. But we haven't been that threat yet consistently enough. We've had games where we have done that where the kickouts and the threes have been great. 
but uh, it, it hasn't been consistent enough for it to warrant all the standing around every time. So I don't know. It's it's tough to try to get too much in the hypothetical about next year and everything. And, and my dad passed along something where he thought he saw someone say that TJD and, and, and race are coming back next year. And again, I, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know if that's true or not. I don't, I don't, uh, I, I would, I don't want to confirm or deny, uh, the substance of that news because it's too early and I don't know if guys know or anything. But um, in all honesty, I hope <laughs> maybe not to get too specific. Well, who cares if I get specific on it, honestly. I, I just want one of those two guys back. Um, I kind of alluded it to it, I think, in, in a previous show that got in a discussion when I was up there in Indiana with someone, and it just pinged in my head. I, I, hate, this, I hate saying this. Again, I hate saying this. It maybe this team's better if we just have race come back. I mean, I'd love to have him back. I, I don't know. It's going to take, I think a lot of convincing from Woody to get him to come back because he's been at IU for a long time and he might be ready to move on in his life and everything. Um, career wise and basketball wise, he's got that other year and I think he can raise his stock big time by coming back. Um, and I think it could be a more balanced team with him back. I don't know about any other players or anything like that. I'm not going to start playing that game because that's a game we can play plenty in the offseason and will be discussed like crazy uh, on assembly call and everything. But, uh, yeah, just a, a disappointing outing from that. I mean, I hope they're shooting free throws like crazy now. Um, we got a pretty quick turnaround. Um, the rest of this season becomes very important for this team. And we have to we have to get some good wins here. It's not an easy schedule moving forward for this team. And we've got sorry, as I pan to get to the schedule real quick. Obviously, next game is a home game, Wisconsin Tuesday at nine o'clock. Wonderful, wonderful late game. Should be winnable. Um, we're not at Wisconsin, where they tend to get a million calls. Um, back at home, the students and the energy bring it because this team obviously needs that in injection of energy that the crowd gives you. And then Ohio State, Maryland, Minnesota, Rutgers, and finish off with Purdue. So some tough games. I believe all quad one. All, uh, not all, uh, all tough is what I'm going to say. All not easy, but all very rewarding. We need to steal three of those. And uh, there's a couple that I would guarantee we will not get. So... Joel, welcome, buddy. Thanks for getting up early. Time for a different style of basketball without the undersized big man being the focus. I agree with that, man. I agree. That's that's uh, that's a sound statement. That that definitely is. And and 
Look, assembly call, they talked about a little bit last night, and I agree 100% with them. It's, it's, we've tried to cornerstone this offense and everything around TJD. And when he's not clicking and stuff, then, then things just go awry for us. And, um, that's why I, I sadly make that statement that I think this team maybe gets better without him. Um, got some great guys coming in and everything beyond that. But hey, Let's breathe in, breathe out, breathe this game out. Let's get ready for the next one. Wisconsin is is going to be a tough one, but I I believe is the most one of the more winnable ones of this final stretch, and one that can be very good for us. Let's let's protect home court. Let's do what we know that what this team can do, and uh, which is going to be great. Uh, one shout out I have to break out break out, uh, Dylan. You've been a great supporter this year. Uh, you tweeted to me, finding Hoosier morning after because of your interaction with Martha the Mop Lady has been one of the joys of the season. The show, show usually brings me a lot of happiness, even after L's. I give you credit for trying to come up with content right after a dogfight. A dogfight it was. Uh, thank you, Dylan, for listening. Um, it is tough to get up and talk about it, but guys, you know what? It's therapeutic. Talk out your problems. Figure things out and move on. I know, Joel, you're listening there, and you struggle a little bit more with that. Uh, but I know you can move on. We can move on. Things can get better. This team still has some great fire and some great play in them. They just struggle to bring it out with consistency. And I'm both optimistic and pessimistic at all times with this team. I'm optimistic because they could get firing, get hot, we could see a player player get going and lead this team, and then the others supporting behind it do really well. Those are when we have great games. The Purdue with Rob getting going and the team supporting him around it. It just needs to find that fire and find that player each game to step up and then the supporting cast to just tell, them, tell that person to go. And that can help you in the tournament. That could be great in the tournament. That could be difficult in the tournament. But... I still have confidence in making the tournament. Just need to close out a few of these last games and, and we'll get there. All right. Well, that's going to do it. Thank you for getting up with me, guys. Thank you for listening to the show. Don't forget to like and subscribe to the YouTube channel and follow me on Twitter at General Chadwick. There you can find out more information about the show, when we're going to go live and everything. Megan, good to see you here as well. Yeah, I do try to be realistic. Optimism and pessimism. Go with it all. Hey, that is true. Thanks, guys, for watching. Thanks for listening. Go out there. Have a wonderful day. And as always, go Hoosiers.